Hello, and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin, and I'm joined by my wife, Mary. We are a uniquely ordinary Midwest couple pursuing what it means to live our values out loud, release expectations, and dedicate ourselves to growth and the pursuit of our most authentic selves together. Welcome back to The Growth-Minded Marriage. Kevin and I are excited to have you with us in this episode. We are reviewing the week that just wrapped up, which is October 16th through Friday, October 22nd. It was a good week in our house. It was full of a lot of rest and relaxation, and I'm sure we will get more into that. But we hope you had a good week as well. We hope you are enjoying season two's new format and getting some ideas on questions that might be relevant or interesting in your own life. Maybe these exact same four questions, or maybe you have been encouraged to come up with your own questions that are helping you to illuminate your own growth and your own journey. Certainly, if you've been here for the first seven episodes, we've changed the questions and modified it to fit our needs and to fit what feels best for us. And I think we're starting to really enjoy the fact that we get to answer these same four questions over and over, and it's allowing us to really dive deeper into ourselves and to the relationship that we are building day by day, week by week, and we've been really enjoying it. So we hope you have been as well. Now that we are a little warmed up and I have done the intro, Kevin has approached the mic, so we are both in here together. Hello, everyone. We actually just got back from an Indian buffet that we really enjoy. It was yummy. We brought home our three children a chai tea, and so they are downstairs enjoying that with our babysitter, who is here for approximately 36 more minutes. So we're going to try to get this Uh (laughs) recorded speed round, Mary. in record time. Usually, Kevin and I record for about maybe 45 minutes, and then when I've been editing it down, it goes to about the 22-minute mark. After you get done cutting all of me out. All of the ums and stammers and long pauses. All right, let's get started. Kevin, why don't you ask me the first question? Because I always ask you the first question. Oh, okay. Mixing it up. (laughs) Uh, Mary, what's something new or interesting that you've discovered this week? Well, this week, and by this week, I mean this past Sunday. So today is Saturday. So six days ago, Sunday, I did a really big thing in my life and on my growth journey. And then if you listened to last episode, you know that two days before that, on that Friday, I taught a class for the anesthesia school that I participate in here in Kansas City. And so that weekend, Friday and Sunday, just had two huge things in my life because they were important to me and because they were, I think, my future direction in my life and moving forward. And so on Sunday, I spoke at our church for the first time. Kevin and I go to a Unitarian Universalist church. And it's about 45 minutes from our house, so it's definitely a big commitment. We found a community there that we really identify with and want to be a part of and want our children to grow up in. And they have done a great job of wrapping us in to the culture and to the community that they've created at this Unitarian Universalist Church. That is actually where we started our Soul Matters journey and how we were introduced to Soul Matters. And they have another opportunity where you can be a worship associate. I was raised Catholic, and so I don't have exactly all the right words, but in this type of church, you can co-lead with the reverend. 
and you stand up and in this particular format, you deliver a little story or poem or personal essay that you've written. And then you lead the congregation at different points in the service, like for the offertory or you welcome them and you also dismiss them. So that's called being a worship associate. And I've been asked to be one. And I did my first stint this Sunday and they actually record them all on YouTube. So if you have any interest in watching, certainly you can find the YouTube channel for Shawnee Mission Unitarian Universalist Church, which is an acronym S-M-U-U-C-H. I'm not really going to give further details, but if you're interested, you can go down that rabbit hole and see me deliver this story that I wrote. And it was about cultivating a relationship with myself through podcasting. And it was a transformational experience. I could go on and on and on, but basically it was a huge moment in my life because I came face to face with my true, most authentic self, this journey that I've been on trying to uncover who I am under all of the shame and the conditioning and the way I thought I was supposed to be and the person I thought I was supposed to be. I have peeled back so many layers and this past Sunday... I shared my most authentic self um, with a bunch of people I don't know that well, and I also got to meet, again, my most authentic self. Personally, I got to meet her, got to meet myself. And it was awesome, and I was just so embraced, and I just was so, I was frankly very proud of myself for doing it. It felt good. It felt like, yes, I'm supposed to be doing this, and this feels so good. And I'm just coming down off of that high. But I wanted to share just the last few sentences of the personal story that I shared with the congregation. And again, if you're interested, you can go to YouTube and find all this. But I think the last few sentences are the part that I wanted to share with you, our podcast community, because so much of me discovering my authentic self happened through this podcast journey. Okay, so the last couple sentences of this short story that I wrote and then I delivered uh, go like this. If I can give you one piece of advice now as a seasoned podcaster, but more importantly, as someone who feels like they have met their true self, it is to do the thing, say the thing, try the thing. The hard truth of creating a relationship with myself was that I had to be vulnerable and let others see me. In doing so, I could finally see myself. I wanted to give everyone a real big thank you because this podcast has been a gateway to me discovering my true self. And now I feel like I'm so much more there than I've ever been before. And I'm enjoying this moment. Well, on behalf of everyone listening, you're welcome, Mary. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I had a feeling you were probably going to reflect on that. Yeah. And you know, I normally hang out with the high school kids during service, but I stayed and listened to this live. And very rarely do you see something unfold in real time and be like wow that's that's a moment like that's mm -hmm. like that's that's a step forward or something mm -hmm. so, there's a before and now there's an after that moment and what i was going to say is like there is a before and now there's like an after that yeah, moment yeah profound mm -hmm. <laughs> kevin what's new or interesting or something different you learned or experienced this week um, well, I guess this is why I go first, because now in hindsight, mine always sound less impressive. But if anyone heard last week, I was a little bit in a learning lull, as I called it. So I took it upon myself to 
go through our library and enroll in an online class. And I got to tell you guys, these are awesome. There's like hundreds of different things you could learn about. And if you've got like a membership through your library, like they're all free. Also known as get yourself a library card and then this is all free. Sure. That's the membership for free. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess you pay it through your taxes. but Yes, but still. You've already paid for it. Um, Anyways, I enrolled in a class called The Art of Breathing, which I learned a little bit about through reading James Nestor's book Breath last year. And it was always like a topic that I wanted to look more into. But breathing is that one thing that we all do for every second of of our life. And it's amazing, like what you can do with your breath and just to be mindful about it. Just like all of the different exercises you can do to change your mood through breathing. It's just, it's revelational what we've lost through Western medicine. And like, even before this podcast started, I normally get like a little bit of anxiety and everything else. So I did one of these breathing exercises as Mary was doing the intro. And it's just incredible how it just like levels me out and get me focused and present Um, And the breathing exercise I just did was called the 478. I'm sure you can find it on Google or on YouTube if you just do a search for 478 breathing technique. And what's the platform through the library that you're using? Uh, Universal Classes is the one that they've got a free membership to. Very cool. I love the library being a free resource. There's so many people who are podcasting that are giving a bunch of resources that cost money, like Skillshare or books that you have to buy. And the library is just such an untapped resource. At least it was in our lives until we had little kids and the little kids brought us to the library. And then we realized the library is not just for little kids. Yeah, they got like adult books there too. (laughs) Just so many free classes that have helped us do all of these new ideas and put projects into motion. So Go check out your library and see what resources are there for you for free. Next question, Kevin, what drained your energy this week? You know what? I don't have an uh, I don't have an answer to that one. This week has actually been pretty relaxing and meaningful and enjoyable. I feel like I got to do everything I wanted to do. Um, you kind of took the kids a couple of times when I wasn't expecting. So I got some unexpected me time, which was nice. You know, I got to have lunch with an old friend I hadn't seen in a while. It was a good week. I got a feeling that you had some drainage going on. What drained your battery, Mary? (laughs) This week, I had a big letdown, like an emotional letdown after the events of last Friday and last Sunday, which I knew was likely going to happen. And I had cleared my schedule of all other types of things that would need energy from me. And I added a whole bunch of things that would refill my energy. I made sure I was going to Pilates this week and I had a lot of alone time this week and planned for a lot of walks and all of the beautiful, wonderful things I know refill my spirit. And then something interesting happened that I wasn't expecting. I had a little bit of insomnia. I could not fall asleep at night, which is not my normal I was having these beautiful, restful, relaxing weekdays, doing all the things I like to do. And then the kids would come home and we'd do all the kid things and everything was kind of going quite smoothly. And then it would get to be about 9 p.m. And I'd get this burst of energy and want to do one last thing, what ended up being one last creative project. And then that creative project would just spur in me all of this energy and I couldn't 
rest. And I had all these great ideas and I felt like I needed to capitalize on all of this creative energy that was spewing out of me. And then it would be midnight and I could, my brain would not shut down. And like my insides were bubbling and boiling with energy. It was not necessarily a bad thing, except for it was midnight and I couldn't fall asleep. And about two nights of this happening, I was like, okay, this is not supporting my best life. I'm not getting enough sleep. I am beating myself up at night because I can't sleep. And then you get in that cycle where you're, it's getting worse and worse because you're upset you can't sleep. So Kevin and I had a long conversation about it. And I was just telling him, it's so hard for me to separate when passion feels so good. And I can tell I'm narrowing in on what is my true essence and what makes me me. And I love doing things that make me me. And a lot of those things are creative outlets I've never explored before, like writing. But the act of writing or being creative pulls me away from this other part of my life that I want to live, which is a restful, slower life where, you know, I can fall asleep at 930 at night and get eight hours of sleep and wake up and do my morning routine. And so it was just very confusing to me. I just feel like I'm constantly battling this idea that I'm content and satisfied with the life we lead. And also like, wow, I've got all these great ideas. I want to move forward. I want to go, go, go. I want to achieve, achieve, achieve. And it's just hard to remind myself that every time I say yes to a new project or to uh, exploring a new idea or to going down the rabbit hole in my own mind with my creative energy, that that means I can't do something else like go to bed. And it's just, I'm just struggling with understanding that even my truest, most authentic self is going to have to make compromises and sacrifices. And that was basically the sum of what drained me this week. And I've kind of come out the other end and really have so much compassion for myself. And I know how I'm going to move forward. And it's just kind of grieving that I'm not going to be able to do everything I want to do. And I'm just going to be okay with that. But it's going to, I think I have to just endure a, a grief period, if that makes sense. Or at least you won't get to do everything that you want to do on the timeline in which you want to do it. Yes. Yes. When my insides are saying, this is a great idea, you should act now, I need to tell myself that- This isn't an infomercial. Uh-huh. It's not going to expire in 24 hours. Uh-huh. Yes. You could, if it's meant for me, it's not going to pass me by. I just right. I just keep repeating Ooh, that's that. that's nice. Yes. I've seen that on Instagram, I'm sure, somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other thing that I've been learning about that might be helpful, especially when you feel like you can't fall asleep- is different breathwork techniques. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I did try some breathwork to try to ease my nervous system, and I think it was a little too late, and I just ended up getting up and taking some melatonin, and then mm. I did fall asleep. <laughs> All right, Kevin, what is your gratitude for the week? My gratitude for the week is my evening walks. And more specifically, the evolution of these evening walks as they've progressed over time. Uh, I started taking a walk with my dog almost every single day, starting about two years ago before the pandemic when the back of our fence broke. So I had to take her to go to the bathroom. And back then it was just like a huge burden, like hurry up. This is my work time. I got to get you to the bathroom and get back home so I can start work. And then when the pandemic hit, it became like this really cathartic experience for me to uh, decompress after being with the kids. 
at home all day and just release responsibility and this like change from being this person who had to do everything to someone who just had to take this walk. But I just feel like I've progressed so much over the course of just doing this on a daily ritual. And, you know, dogs are great to help you with that because they don't forget. And now it's just this great exercise of just being like present in these moments. My mind is totally clear and unclouded. And I just am aware of so much around me that I've never been before. Like I listen to the insects chirping and I hear the dried leaves as our dog is like crunching them as she's walking. I take notice of the stars and the moon. I'm just a part of it in a way that's just like so wonderful and so hard to explain because I'd never, I've just always been in my own head. It's just so nice to be where I am today because I know where I was like two years ago when I started this exercise. This is really good because when I was thinking about what I was grateful for this week, I thought it might be interesting to do a little rapid fire response between you and I because similar to your gratitude for your nice routine evening walk after the kids go to bed where your mind can be clear and you can be enjoying the sights and sounds around you as opposed to be beating yourself up about taking 30 minutes about away from your work schedule because Kevin used to always work when the kids go to bed and he still does oftentimes. I too was grateful for our slow, more restful, more intentional lifestyle, which is not where we were two years ago. We were trying to get there. We had identified that we wanted to hold our time as our most precious resource, but we definitely weren't there. And just I think it might be interesting to rapid fire, like you say one, I say one, of things that we have changed in the past two years that allow you to have a clear head at night and go for this walk every single night. And for me to do something big emotionally, like I did on Sunday, and then look forward to the next week or two weeks and be like, wow, I don't have things that are tugging at me that I absolutely do not want to do that are going to drain my energy that I can't fully allow myself to rest and recoup because it's a thousand little things I have allowed for this. What do you think about doing that? Okay. I know I'm going to miss at least one or two though. Yeah, that's okay. But we'll just maybe go as many as we can think of and then we'll see in editing what makes the cut. Okay. It was your idea. So you go first. (laughs) Well, the first one was allowing myself to believe that there would be a job out there that would let me work two days a week and give me insurance, which is what I have now. And it was the belief that that was possible. Oh, I thought these were going to be like one word answers. These are all sorts of different things. Okay. Anything you can think of. All right. I think the big one for me was releasing my ego in worrying about how other people might be perceiving what I'm doing and just focusing on doing what I need to do and want to do to be happy. Another one for me is taking the burden of cleaning our house off of my shoulders and creating a family cleaning schedule that we clean the house for about two hours on Monday evenings as a family and we all do it together. And however clean the house gets in that two hours dictates the cleanliness of our house for the next week. I no longer hold myself to a standard of how clean can I get this house? It's how clean can we get this house in two hours on Monday evening? Yeah, to play off that, I think 
I had spent so much time working on developing efficiency to work more and now pivoting that efficiency to work enough and then doing more with my time, which includes taking a nap every day. Another big thing for me was getting a babysitter every Saturday morning for at least four hours or as long as we can have her. Releasing the idea that my self-worth is tethered solely to my ability to build wealth and income for our family. Hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of... You're not rapid firing. A Mary. million practical yep, I things. Got like, well, I got ding, ding, ding. I tried not to think of all of these things. So I didn't want to. Yeah, I haven't thought about it at all. And you've yeah. had plenty of time. You got, ha- you got a list of them already no, written down. That's not a list of it. That's me saying I should. we should do this exercise. Hmm. We have little papers in front of us because the night before we record. That's why you couldn't fall asleep last night. You're thinking of all these things that was to one try of to the, show up on me. That was one of the things, yes. Um, the night before we record, we sit down and answer these four questions each for ourselves on a piece of paper. And that's kind of what we work off of for this podcast today. All right. Another thing that has allowed for my life to be slow and easy is to not be scared to do or say the thing that is in my head to people outside of my head to basically a huge shift in my life has occurred when I owned my issues as opposed to keeping my issues on the inside and letting them eat me alive. I'd also say uh, sharing this journey with a partner who's on the same page has been super enriching. Is that something that has allowed you to live a more relaxed lifestyle? I think doing that together, I think it would be very hard if I was doing this and you were still working 60 plus hours a week at your original job. Sure. It's very hard to live a relaxed life when your partner is a workaholic. Yeah. Well, I don't know that but, I was personally a workaholic. It just the job demanded of me to be a workaholic. I didn't realize that's what it was demanding of me. And I had a choice to say, no, I do not want that. Right. So something else that has allowed for this, I think a big thing is financial independence. And that's not because we have necessarily a huge sum of money that we're living off of we still need to work we still need to make money every single week but we have identified the things that we want in our life we know how much those cost and we work to meet those requirements and we have let go of there being a bigger house a second house this or that more clothes you know more so we've identified the life that we want and we know how much that life costs and then we make that amount of money and then we are we say that's it. That's enough. Mm-hmm. I also think two years ago I was prioritizing our kids and you probably more than myself. And I think prioritizing myself has made a big impact. And also I feel like has maybe better for the kids and you. Okay, let's each do one more. I'm trying to think very specifically two years ago. I mean, two years ago, I just... Wouldn't have even thought I had time in my day to... Yeah, this should have been easier for you than for me. Uh, And my last big thing I think I'll say is I started to exercise or move my body in only ways that felt good. And it was no longer based on losing weight or changing the way my body looked specifically. But I would wake up or I would be midday and identify what sort of body movement would make me feel better. And then I did that body movement. And so I didn't ever have to talk myself into it because there was always this lure of 
it's just about feeling good. So if it didn't feel good, I didn't do it. And there are lots of movements that make me feel good that I would not have previously considered exercise that I now do. Uh, I think my final one is I have much more courage and confidence in doing the thing, trying the thing, saying the thing. I think two years ago, I would start moving in that direction, but I would do it kind of quietly, worried about how those things were perceived by others. And now I I just am owning it just with supreme confidence, mm-hmm. which is a huge mental hurdle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm excited to go back and edit all of this and see what threads I feel like we see th- through all of these examples, because potentially for the listener, you might think, well, how do the heck do those things have to do with then having more margin in your life and creating more margin or having the ability to rest and relax and not feel like you're a go, go, go all the time person or family. And I don't know that I can exactly pinpoint why, but I can tell you that all of these things together have built a life that has allowed for this. Um, And I also think just being very clear between Kevin and I on the fact that we want this, we both want this, and we're both moving in this direction. So it's easy to kind of cut out the stuff that pulls us away from this lifestyle. Yeah, that's that was one of my answers, and you doubted it when I said it. I don't remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll tell you when I edit it. Yeah. Well, I look forward to you editing it. Maybe hopefully I get a couple of my answers still in there. Uh-huh. All right. Last question. Kevin, what's something you're looking forward to next week? Um, the big thing that I'm looking forward to this upcoming week is Mary abandoning our family. <laughs> she is going out of town for something. She'll be gone for, I think, four days. I'm kind of looking forward to just having like a daddy and the kids week and doing fun stuff with them and just being able to like totally prioritize being present with them and without having to prioritize anything else. So I Hmm. think it's going to be a good week. Yes. I mean, our kids are still going to school for a large chunk of the days that I'm gone. But yes, I don't want anyone to think that you're planning a daddy day camp for eight hours every single day. Well, I would. <laughs> I've done it. Uh-huh. Sure. I, I'm interested to see. Oh, I'm also looking forward to missing you. <laughs> and, and like a, you know, that's a second thing. Uh-huh. I think this is the longest you've been gone for a yeah. really long time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see how much this actually holds true. Or if after 48 hours, Kevin's like, yeah, no, I actually don't like parenting by myself. I would prefer there to be relief and help because i do think we have built this beautiful life where he gets to do his things i get to do my things i take the kids he takes the kids everyone gets their needs met and i don't know that that will be super possible with just one parent but if you're excited about daddy day camp you do you yeah i mean i just i'm excited about the idea of just having three campers instead of four oh yeah gone. sure sure well i said kevin do you want me to help you plan dinners and do you want me to help you build a grocery list which we do this all together anyways every week but he said oh no no i've got it all i'm no no worries i'm just gonna figure it out by myself i'm like okie dokie that's not how i would let that roll but kevin's the fun parent and i'm the logistical parent so who knows stay tuned we'll see next week um my gratitude for the week is actually the fact that i get to go (laughs) out of town you already did your gratitude you don't get no i didn't that was Oh, I'm sorry. This is what I'm looking forward to. Uh Sorry. What I'm looking forward to this week is going out of town. So I will be gone 
from Wednesday, all day Wednesday through all day Saturday, I am going to a continuing education retreat for my profession, certified anesthesiologist assistant. And it is a mindful practice in medicine retreat. So basically, it's incorporating mindfulness into your medical practice. And I can tell that it's the next thing on my journey. It's the next step in my combination of who I am authentically and then what I do for money and those two things becoming closer and closer together and then my role in the merging of those two things. And this is all merging in the Awakened Anesthetist podcast, which I've started. And so I'm very, very excited. I'm trying not to place too high of expectations on it because the last retreat that I went to was the leadership retreat where I met Kevin and we got married and it completely changed my life. And so... Maybe this will be the place you find your second husband. (laughs) Never know. So uh, that is our week of October 16th through the 22nd. Our babysitter is leaving very shortly, and my daughter's piano lessons are about to start downstairs in our family room with our babysitter, who is also our piano teacher and one of the most important people in our life. So (laughs) thank you so much for listening. We hope that you have a great week ahead. Hopefully there is some rest and relaxation in it for you. Let us know if there's any questions that you've been asking your partner or loved one, or if you've been using these four questions to deepen your relationship with your partner. We would just love to hear how the episodes are landing. If you would like to leave a rating or review, I don't think we've had a review left since maybe March of this year. And while we're not really super concerned with that. I think it might look a little bit like who are these people and why are they doing this if no one cares enough to leave a review potentially. So if you do care and would like to leave a review so that new people can see why you're enjoying the show and why they may like it as well, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. That's the most important place to leave reviews in the whole podcasting world. But Either way, we always appreciate you guys listening. I can tell that there are people who are out there listening and keep coming back week after week. And we really appreciate you because it's adding to the joy and the fun of this podcast and what it can bring to Kevin and I's relationship. And we hope we're doing the same for you guys and for your relationships. So until next week. Ever onward.